This is an ABC podcast. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature. For information on your individual circumstance, please seek legal advice. There needs to be a little bit of give and take between neighbours. There are some trees that are actually nicknamed neighbour haters. There's no option available to you to take nuisance proceedings out against your neighbour. You know, you're not entitled to allow your animal to disturb neighbours. Once you've started that legal process, it can get very uncomfortable with the neighbours. So you've got solar panels on your roof. You're avoiding sky-high electricity bills. You're helping cut emissions. You're feeling good about life but you've just found out your neighbour is planning to build up and that's going to block the sunlight from falling on your roof. I'm Damien Carrick and on this episode of Know Your Rights, is there a right to light? Regrettably, there is no right to light enshrined in uh, in the law and that's true across all jurisdictions. Uh, In Australia, uh, every state has a slightly different approach to it, so it really depends on where uh, where you are and Um, what the planning law is in relation to the redevelopment of your neighbour's property, but there's no option available to you to take nuisance proceedings out against your neighbour, particularly when uh, it's your local council that's approved this neighbouring development. It's a really, really tricky situation, Damien. Peter Clark's a planning law expert with Hones Lawyers in Sydney. He says when it comes to planning approval processes, Victoria has the best protection for solar panel owners, but that's not saying much. About 2018, there was a change that the Victorian state government brought in in relation to uh, neighbouring development, having to consider the impact that it'll have on um, solar panels on adjoining properties. Now, Victoria's probably got the most comprehensive set of rules about this. But even so, there's still more work to do. There was a a decision in 2020 that uh, considered these new rules that came into force in 2018 and concluded that these new guidelines just don't go far enough to um, give certainty and clarity as to how you weigh up the need to develop a neighbouring property versus the need to protect the sunlight that's falling on the panels of that adjoining landowner. I think that was the the Ramji decision where the tribunal said, look, the, the rules are all a bit of a mess and a bit unclear. Let's talk about some of the cases which have gone one way or the other in Victoria. There have been some really interesting ones. There have. So there's been some decisions where VCATs have looked at some panels and they've decided that it's an old type of solar panel system. It's a, a string setup, which means that if one panel gets shaded, the efficiency of the whole system just drops, and in some cases it can shut off entirely. And VCATs looked at those sorts of panels, and particularly panels that are lower down on the roof, meaning that they're more likely to get overshadowed by a neighbouring two-storey residential home, for example, and has decided, you know what, it's just not fair to sterilise the development of the neighbouring property just to protect a bit of sunlight in the middle of winter falling on these poorly placed old-fashioned panels and they've granted permits for the building to to go up. Uh, But there's also been some cases where they've gone the other way and they've decided that there's a more skillful way of designing a a house that would protect the sunlight falling on panels next door, which are of a newer type and they are higher up the roof towards the ridge and a development has been knocked on the head as a result of that. So while at the moment it seems like it's definitely skewed in favour of the neighbouring developer and against the overshadowed solar panel owner, um, there are some indications that it may be starting to go the other way. Meanwhile, New South Wales is lifting its building sustainability standards. 
but it isn't giving property owners any corresponding increased right to solar access. There's a new state environment planning policy coming into effect next year. It's called the Sustainable Buildings Set. It's going to require uh, developers and homeowners to have regard to various measures to increase the thermal performance and energy standards for for buildings. Seven stars is going to be a, a minimum. And a lot of people are going to want to put solar panels on their roofs to meet those new standards. The problem is that this new SEP doesn't enshrine any greater um, right to solar access than um, New South Wales residents already have, which is largely at the moment found in what is known as a development control plan that's being prepared by your local council. And that's, that doesn't have to be uh, rigidly applied. It is actually quite flexible in its application. So uh, while this new SEP coming into force next year is a, is a good uh, good sign for um, building sustainability, um, it hasn't unfortunately changed things for the better in terms of uh, the right to solar access just for your average homeowner with, uh, with panels on their roofs. And presumably there have been cases going one way in favour of the neighbour, one way in favour of the uh, owner of the solar panels in New South Wales as well. That's right. And look, a couple of years back, there was an interesting matter involving Bayside Council where they refused a DA for a childcare centre that had quite a large alteration and addition proposed that uh, a very big boxy structure that was going to overshadow a bedroom window of a house next door. And interestingly, the court had regard to the fact that it would overshadow not only that window, but also future solar panel installations if it were to be erected. And there was a, a better way of dealing with this development, for example, a lower pitched roof that would mean that it wasn't quite so high and wouldn't cast so great a shadow. And for that reason, amongst others, the court actually refused this large childcare centre alteration and addition. They had to go back to the drawing board to deal with it in a way that did not overshadow the adjoining property. But that's one amongst a number of other decisions where the court has regard to the overshadowing. It's usually at best only one of a number of factors why a development would be refused. And I've not found any decision where the overshadowing of a solar panel on its own is sufficient for um, development to be refused by the Land and Environment Court. And of course, if you live in a high-density area with lots of multi-storey, tightly-packed buildings, it's much harder to object to a neighbour's proposed development just because it impacts on your solar panels. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's that balancing act. There's the need for ecologically sustainable development. We do need to keep housing stock turned over and particularly as we need to sort of explore low to medium-density development in the inner city to deal with the housing crises that we've got in a number of states. It's a really tough balancing act and we clearly aren't there yet. So Peter, I'm a homeowner with solar panels. My neighbour's going up. What advice do you have for me? What should I do? Well, my advice in any type of neighbourhood dispute, whether it's an objection to a development application or a, a development proposal or any kind of public nuisance, Speak to your neighbour or the developer as early as possible and as often as possible. You really want to make sure that you've got good rapport because they are going to have to concede on what they might see as being the reasonable redevelopment opportunity for their property. You want to talk to them about your concerns. You want to explain to them the impact that it's going to have on the uh, the running costs of your house. Uh, regrettably, if they don't listen, you in most jurisdictions have the ability to lodge an objection to that development proposal to the decision maker. It's usually your local council. Spell it out in as much detail as you possibly can, the impact that it's going to have on you. And if you can back it up with numbers, output, details, and as much evidence as you can to actually quantify the loss that you're going to suffer, 
as a result of the overshadowing of part or all of your solar panels. Put that to council, see what the decision is flowing from the consideration of all of that information. But in almost every jurisdiction in Australia, once that decision has been made, you don't have any appeal right in respect of it, Victoria being an important exception to that rule. But that's really the only option that you've got. Yeah. And all these disputes we've been talking about, we've been talking about planning approval disputes. If plans are approved, development goes ahead, can you turn around at a later stage and sue for damages? Can you go to court and argue, hey, my house is worth less, my electricity bills are higher, my solar panels are, you know, useless? Does that ever happen? Uh, If it has ever happened, it's never proceeded to the point where a decision has been made by uh, any court of competent jurisdiction in Australia. And the reason for that is it is extremely difficult to to prove that sort of a case and it would be a case of public nuisance and uh, extremely difficult, nigh on impossible, to argue public nuisance to base a claim for damages in court. It is a very expensive procedure to follow and your average mum and dad homeowner with panels on the roof simply wouldn't be able to take that course of action and I don't think that they would have very good prospects even if they did. Uh, However, we do sort of pivot more towards really focusing on trying to drive zero emissions development, lower energy costs by having panels on the roof. I do think that this area is um, ripe for change. It has changed a lot over the last five to six years. I'd like to say that it's moving in the right direction, but time will tell. And with over a third of Australian homes now having solar panels and the numbers rising each year... We really do need to strike the right balance. I'm Damien Carrick, and for more Law Without Jargon, check out the Law Report podcast on the ABC Listen app. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.